a hot topic, no pun intended, has been encouraging higher order thinking with students. It seems simple, but this is actually a pretty complex level of thinking that takes practice in order to exercise the thinking muscle. Teachers and administration want their students to use higher order thinking, but how can we help our students grasp this concept and deepen their knowledge and their thinking? Today's episode is all about supporting students in the area of higher order thinking, and I am sharing strategies that you can begin implementing with kids as early as today. So let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is... You guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. You are tuning in to the Literacy Dive podcast, and today we are chatting about higher order thinking. We are on episode 47, and I cannot believe it. If you are new here, I would encourage you to check out some of my past episodes. There are so many literacy topics covered, and I know it'll bring you great value. If you are a returner, thank you for your consistent support with catching my episodes each week. I would love it if you would leave a rating and review so others can hear about your experience with this podcast. Okay, higher order thinking. This type of thinking literally takes thinking to a whole new level. You will know your students are using it because they will begin displaying that they are understanding the material you teach at higher and deeper levels rather than just memorizing the basic surface level facts. Here, they are definitely applying their understanding of the facts, but they will then have to take that understanding, infer the information, and then connect them to other concepts. It is super critical that your students understand what higher order thinking is. So explain to them exactly what it is, and more importantly, why they need it. I like to highlight the importance of questioning. You will have to model to students how they can ask themselves thought-provoking questions, and by simply trying to answer those, we'll begin sharpening and shaping their deeper thinking. So let's dive in to seven teaching strategies to enhance higher-order thinking skills in your students. First up is making connections. Help lead your students through the process of how to connect one concept to another. Now, this simple practice will consistently teach them to connect what they already know, which we might know as their background knowledge or their schema, with what they are currently learning. This level of thinking will help kids learn to make connections whenever it is possible. You will literally see this process and connection making happening in your day-to-day teaching when students will begin sharing about something they recently read, something that they saw, or something that they learned, something that they've experienced in the past. This is going to help students gain even more understanding. Never take for granted the opportunity to simply have students making these connections. You might often know them as text to self, text to text, and text to the world. 
However they can make connections is going to allow them to be able to think deeper and broaden their whole horizon when it comes to higher order thinking. Number two, making inferences. Now, teaching students to infer is not easy at all, but this is necessary in order to help them think more critically and to think deeper. The easiest way to begin this process is to teach students to make inferences by giving them real-world examples. With not connecting this to an actual lesson, here is a simple activity. You can show a real picture to your students. Have small, hard copies available for students to closely examine or display this image on your smart board for all kids to study at the same time. You can show an animal in a habitat, people in different environments, or children in different seasons. You will ask students to look at the picture and focus on the details. Then you will ask them to make inferences based on what they see in the picture. You are wanting to model this for them. Look at the clothing, the sky if the image is outside, the background, facial expressions, etc. All of these key details are important and should help kids with making connections, but also drawing conclusions based on what they see because the conclusions are not stated directly. So making inferences is something that we always want to give our students practice with because it is a really tricky concept, but doing it very simple on a general scale, helping them strengthen those muscles is going to help them overall when it comes to making inferences. Another area of focus is asking questions. Like mentioned earlier, asking questions will help get to deeper levels all around. Think about attorneys in court. Now, they are not asking questions just for the fun of it. When questions are asked and answers are given, it will begin shaping someone's thinking and will allow someone to draw a quick, strong conclusion based on the information that is provided and the information that is learned. So encouraging questioning asking heavily influences and impacts thinking. Now, on a lighter note, A classroom where students are encouraged to ask questions and where they feel free to ask them without any negative feedback or reactions from you or their peers are going to help their thinking so much. This is so big and I am so passionate about this because I used to be a teacher who dismissed questions. Now, I let kids ask questions, but in terms of thinking of questioning as this tool that could help get my students to a deeper level of thinking, I completely disregarded that. So simply put, I used to dismiss them, but then I realized the importance that asking questions makes with deeper thinking, and now asking questions is 100% allowed and encouraged with any setting involving kids. So encourage students to ask their questions. I know time is scarce and we can't spend 30 minutes on questions. So if for some reason you cannot get to their questions during class time, begin teaching your students ways to answer those questions on their own or to save the question until the following time when you all are revisiting the topic. This encourages additional research and in some instances, I value questions and will implement the question jar. This is so easy to make and I am not a super fancy teacher with a ton of time, so I don't like anything that's complicated. You can use something as simple as a mason jar, a coffee mug, whatever can hold slips of paper. 
Beside the jar, you are going to have pre-cut slips of paper. Students can write the questions down and add it to the jar almost at any time. This shows that their questions and thinking are valued and respected. You can also let them ask questions and you write down the question so that it's quicker and then you can add it to the jar and they see that their question matters. Now, the important thing here is encouraging and praising question asking in your classroom, but you must find time to pull a question and teach students how to either research it as a class or to even encourage small groups to find those answers to the questions that are presented. There is so much value in simply asking questions, so allow your students the freedom and the courage to be able to ask questions to your different topics. Number four, urge creative thinking. When students can imagine, event, create, or design what they are thinking, this is creative thinking. Using creative senses helps students process and understand information better, and when they can think outside the box, it instills a level of confidence since they are able to use creativity. I love a great written response, but sometimes kids become limited if they have barriers from language, spelling, or basic writing skills. So oral responses are gold for this very issue. Asking questions that involve students offering suggestions orally is going to allow you to see how they are truly processing whatever topic it is that you are discussing. Oftentimes, it is much easier to explain using words than transferring those words to paper, so oral responses are going to be really, really great. Now, another idea for this is to allow students to do. And yes, this actually means to do. This takes it a step farther in that instead of stating an answer, like the obvious recalling facts or explaining something, the second you can allow students to create a new name for a text, invent a tool that will solve a problem, design a new ending to the story, or imagine being a character in a story, you are now piquing their creativity and their creative brain can go to work and this is going to be so beneficial for them and their higher order thinking skills. They are going to interact with the text in this sense in a deeper way than just recalling character names, the setting, and things like that. So creative projects should also be considered in lieu of those written reports. And I know sometimes it's easy to tell kids to go ahead and write a paragraph or write a report, include three paragraphs of support, an introduction, conclusion, and that's it. Now, do not get me wrong. I like having students construct a written piece to accompany a project, but I love leaving projects more open-ended to allow for creativity. Letting kids act out a play, create a poem, design a model or a diagram, all of those mediums are supporting their higher level order of thinking, and that is what we really want. Number five, teach students how to visualize. Some concepts are tricky and some others are just plain out hard. You probably know these specific skills that are hard for kids. So when teaching those concepts, encourage students to create a movie in their mind. This is what many called mind movies. It is simplest explained to close your eyes and picture it like a movie playing. When kids can create and see something happening in their mind, they are heightening 
their higher order thinking in a powerful way. I have an episode all about teaching students how to visualize successfully. And if this sparks an interest to you, go check out episode 24 at the end of this episode. And I am sharing six ways to help your students go deeper with this. Number six, teach QARs and elaborate. Now, QAR is an acronym for Question Answer Relationships, and QARs teach students to label the type of question that's being asked and then use that information to help them formulate an answer. Students are going to have to think during this. I know, they have to think. They will have to interpret if the answer can be found in the text, online with some research, or if they must rely on their own prior knowledge to answer it. This strategy helps kids with higher order thinking because they have to become more aware of the relationship between the information in a text and their own experiences and knowledge, which makes them determine the best strategy they need to use in order to seek and reach an answer. When answering, elaboration is everything. Just by simply saying, tell me a little bit more about that. Can you explain what you mean? Talk a little more in depth about that idea. Help me understand what you're saying a little bit better. Why do you think that? Any promptings like that will urge kids to take the next step in pulling from information, vocabulary, and language in order to explain, defend, analyze, etc., which are all higher-order thinking skills. Again, higher order thinking requires students to really understand a concept. They should be able to dissect it and explain it, not just repeat the words or to memorize it. When you encourage students to elaborate, you are helping them strengthen their thoughts and explanations. Support students in elaboration by asking the right questions that make students explain their thoughts in more detail. The last strategy that I want to share is using graphic organizers. Graphic organizers are great supports for higher order thinking. Most times they will lay out a process or framework for students to follow that allow them to control their thinking in a more structured way. By drawing diagrams or mind maps or by providing these actual graphic organizers to students to use, they will quickly be able to better connect concepts and see the relationships. They will be held accountable for applying their thinking and completing all the thinking requirements by way of writing down their answers or their thoughts. This simple addition to your teaching will help students develop that much needed habit of connecting concepts. I have a favorite set of graphic organizers that really help my students with responding and thinking deeper to their text by having to answer the questions when it comes to reading. Kids can write on them directly or you can place them in sheet protectors or even laminate them and allow students to use sticky notes. The main structure here is that kids are following a process in training their brain to think in a way that makes sense. The link to these graphic organizers I will have for you in the show notes, but you can also create blank boxes, just use a flow map and tell students what they should be thinking about or considering and then give them the time and a space to do so. Graphic organizers provide students with a nice way to frame their thoughts in an organized manner. 
And if you aren't using them for reading and writing, that is a great implementation goal you can set for yourself right now. It will change your life and it will change the lives of your students. I truly love higher order thinking and watching light bulbs go off and intentional deep chatter happening. If you are thinking, I really want to focus on higher order thinking, but you have no idea where to start, have no fear. I have a starting place for you. I created a set of higher order thinking cards. I like to think of them as question ladders. Each card follows Bloom's taxonomy and starts at the basic level of recall, remembering. Students will then climb up the ladder and answer the question or complete the task at the understanding level. Then they will continue climbing and will focus on applying, which takes more brain power. Next comes analyzing, then evaluating, then creating. Kids will be able to read a variety of books and explore with a variety of texts and apply these same skills or tasks to the text that they're reading, and this is going to help increase their thinking skills. I'm going to leave the link to this higher order thinking question activity in the show notes for you, but I do want to walk you through an example. I want to use nonfiction for this one. So on the nonfiction ladder, at the remembering level, the task is Choose two new facts you learned from your text. At the understanding level, the task is explain the main idea and give three supporting details about the topic. Then we move up to the application level and the question is, how does this topic relate to your life, the community and the world, or another topic? Then it moves up to the next level of analysis. Why did the author write this text and who would be the intended audience? Now, depending on the text they're reading, this is going to change and their thinking is going to have to shift in order to truly expand on that response. Then on the next step, it's the evaluation level. So for this card, it says, what is the significance or importance of this topic? Explain. So now they're having to do some deeper thinking depending on the topic that they're reading about. Then on the final step of this ladder is the creation. And it says, think of an invention that could be helpful or useful to or for the person or topic in your text. As you can see, these are general tasks, but they will vary greatly depending on the topic or text that a student is currently reading. The fact that they are repetitive helps students to already understand what their task or assignment is at each level but it also gives them a place to strive in terms of growing their thinking by way of these ladders. Students would be able to see exactly where they are on the ladder. They can be able to experience and watch their their thinking deepen and grow, and they can easily set goals for themselves to make it a goal to get to the fourth step on the ladder or the next time to get to the fifth step on the ladder. And they can be able to practice in a way that is organized and will encourage them to truly think deeper. If this particular activity sounds like something that your students would benefit from, you can find the link to these higher order thinking cards in the show notes. If you do use them, I would love to know how your students grow from them. So please send me a message, take a photo, tag me at the Literacy Dive on Instagram so I can see it. I love celebrating student success, especially when it comes to them growing their thinking. Higher order thinking is a skill all kids can learn. I am rooting you on as you provide ways for your students to get this practice in. 
And if you have any additional strategies, share them with me. I love learning new ideas. So keep up the great work. Your students are so lucky to be in your class. You rock. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.